Hello again and welcome to your USCCA member-only content. This is a special service we provide to our USCCA members. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, and I'm here again with noted criminal defense attorney and former state prosecutor Tom Grieve. And Tom, we're going step-by-step step through the process of what happens if you're involved in a defensive gun use, if you're using self-defense to protect yourself or a loved one. And we're doing this in five-minute increments. So we're going to give you five minutes to talk about this topic over here. What if the DA decides to charge you with a crime? What happens there? When do you find out what's going to happen if you're charged with a crime? you got five minutes. You're on the clock. Okay, great. So... Number one is we have to talk about what sort of crime might they be charging you with. And I'm just going to touch on that briefly because if they're looking at a misdemeanor, the statute of limitations, which is the time during which uh, the gap of incident transpired to when they have to charge you, okay, that may be two, three, four years. In Wisconsin, it's three. But that's going to vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Most felonies are six years. There's some obscure exceptions, but most felonies are six years. And then oftentimes in many states, when you see uh, homicides, we see there are there is no statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's unlimited. And that is to say that just because you may have been released from jail does not mean that this is over. It does not mean that you are, aren't being looked at, so to speak. And I don't mean literally from a telephoto lens, getting mm -hmm. in and out of your car and so forth, uh, but certainly from a legal perspective. They are examining everything. They're tearing things down. If you post something on social media, they're going to see about it. Right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to see it. They're going to be examining all that. Um, ordinarily, if you have a very black or white case, um, particularly a bad one, um, you're probably going to be held, you're probably going to be getting charged right away. Okay, uh -huh. so you go from scene, squad car, jail, court. That that would be a pretty typical scenario. And that's not to say that everybody who has that that progression had a bad case. And and if it happens that quickly, or if it happens in that sequence and quickly, what are we talking about quickly? How long does that? Is it going to be two, three days in jail and then charges? Or, or? It, it could be three, four, five, six days maybe, depending upon local mm -hmm. laws, holidays, uh, Tons of different variables that are in play here, um, but that's by no means a. It, it will not be same day. Mm -hmm. It will almost certainly not be next day. When you're talking about a case of this magnitude with this much of an investigation, the prosecutor has to get all the reports, um, or at least enough reports back initially to then basically bring the charges forward. And there's there's a lot of reports that go into these cases, particularly if, if God forbid, you have a body in the ground. Yeah. So if you're if you're out of jail, you're out on bail or you've been released or, or, or whatever has happened. And over the course of the next two or three weeks, the district attorney is reviewing all of the information. Um, the, the investigation is ongoing. They're looking at this stuff and the D.A. decides to charge you. Mm -hmm. How are you then informed hmm. of what's happening and and will you be arrested again? So a couple of permutations. If you do not have an attorney, they may either uh, summons you into court which is a fancy way of saying the mail is something that says, here's your court date, show up on this particular day. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, if it's a very violent case, which if they're deciding to charge you over off, uh, you know, you pulling a gun and, and using it and mm -hmm. what you are saying is self-defense, what may have been self-defense, but the prosecutor is, is strongly disagreeing, uh, it could be that they will dispatch officers to come and arrest you at, at your employment, at your home. They can issue a warrant for your arrest and so forth. So again, the local listings, you know, local laws will change, uh, but that's, that's the gist to it. Now, if you have an attorney, uh, sometimes prosecutors are very uh, open and cooperative as far as uh, 
exchanging information with defense attorneys, which isn't to say that they exchange everything, but it is to say that they are willing to listen to our side of what's going on and uh, th they'll talk to us. That is by no means always the case. Certain counties, they have different uh, law enforcement cultures, different prosecutor cultures. They may just totally ignore us and stonewall us from the process. Okay, so the, the prosecutor is not required to reach out no. to the defense attorney and say, hey, we're charging your guy. Right. Or even listen to evidence that we've gathered that they may not have. Mm -hmm. They may just totally not return our phone calls, not return our emails, ignore everything. And basically, almost borderline pretend that we're not there. That is by no means uncommon, depending upon which county we might be in. Okay. So as we're wrapping this up over over the last minute of the time that we've got here, um, the, the charges come down. Um, how are you then required to respond to those charges? You said you might get a summons. You might get called into court. Um, what is the, the step that you, as, as the private citizen now facing the, the legal machine of the, of the state, what do you need to do to respond to those Attorney. charges? Attorney. Yeah. Attorney. <laughs> That's what you need to do. If, if, you're, if you didn't yeah. already do it, mm -hmm. there's a lot of four-letter words I can throw out there. I won't. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, people can read between that thin line. Yeah. Um, but... You need to have an attorney now. You should yeah. not be going into that court by yourself at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that's the best thing you can do. If yeah. you only do one thing, do that. Yeah. The legal system is complex and it can chew you up and spit you out. And uh, we're talking about in a situation where you're involved in a shooting, you could be facing multiple years, maybe even decades of jail time. Am I correct? Uh, you will invariably be facing decades, if not a lifetime sentence. Wow. Well, Tom, look at that. Right on time again, five minutes. We're getting better and better at this. Um, talking about the charging situation and what happens, is there anything that we may have missed? We went over this pretty quickly for five minutes, but um, you know, um, when the DA decides to charge you, that's when things are really, really getting serious then? They've been serious up to this point, but now suddenly it gets really serious? It's coming. Prepare for bail. Prepare for all those sorts of things. Prepare for that firearms prohibition. So get those firearms out of your house because you don't want the sheriff's department coming to collect them. Mm -hmm. But I always tell clients, you need you need to be in the mentality that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. These cases are not over and done with on that first court date, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, you need to make sure that you're eating right, you're sleeping right, or as best as you can under the circumstances. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're going to turn into your own liability. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for being here again, Tom, and helping out with this. Folks, I want to remind you again, this is not legal advice. This is giving you information at the top of the funnel. Very limited information so that you understand the process and what could potentially happen to you following a defensive gun use. The aftermath of a gunfight goes on much longer than the three or five seconds of the gunfight. You need to have a plan. You need to understand what these steps are going to be so that you can follow them and you're not caught off guard. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Thanks again, Tom Grieve, for being here. This has been your member-only content a special service we provide from the USCCA. Thank you for watching.